Lucy and Linus are outside under the cover of darkness, looking up at a star-studded sky. And Lucy says, do you see that star up there? That's the North Star. And then she says, you see that star back there? That's the South Star. If you listen to me, Linus, you'll never get lost in the woods. And he says, actually, I'm thinking of never leaving the backyard. Our sermon series that we are engaged in here in Eastertide, following Easter and the celebration of the resurrection, is light living. That is, what does it mean to live in the light of the resurrection? What does it mean to follow the light? What does it mean to bask in the light? What does it mean to be the light? All these things and more. Today's sermon title is The Guiding Light. And it goes all the way back to some 70 years ago when The Guiding Light began as a radio show and then became one of the longest-running soap operas on television, The Guiding Light. I never watched it but I remember my mother talking about it a lot. She was off and on again with watching it. And I never forgot that. And I thought it would be a great title for a sermon someday. And so here it is. Because those people, as from what I understand and have read, were constantly floundering and uh, trying to find something that would hold in life. They were in a wilderness, if you will. And today, for us as people, Many in our society are looking to all sorts of different lights. The lights of success, of glamour, physical looks, money. So many people are seeking money, how to get it, how to spend it. There's a lot of expertise on how to spend our time and manage our time. Then there's medical advice. One year you hear that, Aspirin is is good for you, and then the next, not so good. And that's the same with other things, food and, and drink, and looking for light products, light or reduced calories and fat. Sometimes if if we're traveling in a strange place or we're in a new setting, we're looking to tour guides to give us direction. A hunter was lost in the woods once and screamed at his guide. You told me that you were the best guide in New Hampshire. And the guide said, I am, but I think we're in Canada now. People have always looked to religion, to God for guidance. Perhaps that's one of the reasons you're participating in this service today as you're looking for some kind of spiritual guidance in your life. A minister who was new in town asked a young boy he had met on the sidewalk, probably 10 or 11 years old, he asked him uh, how to get to the post office. And after he told him, the minister said, well, if you come to church Sunday, I can tell you how to get to heaven. And the boy said, thanks, but I don't think I want to know, since you don't even know how to get to the post office. You see, we can be lost. We can lose our bearings in life, not just in the ways that I've talked about with outward things, but inwardly. 
in our spiritual lives. We can flounder. We can struggle. We can, as it were, be in the wilderness. We try to find direction. We worship. We spend time in quiet reflection. And we find time for service. And perhaps these are opportunities for guidance. In our Old Testament text that Michael read for us, Moses was leading the people out of bondage to slavery in Egypt. And God came as a pillar of fire by night and a white cloud by day to give guidance. They needed that assurance that God was leading them into an unknown future. And how was that done? By providing light. By providing that sense of seeing. Now, in the New Testament lesson Michael read, we have the familiar story of the transfiguration. When they're there, Jesus is illumined with light. The text says that his face shone and that his clothes were all in white. And Moses and Elijah were there. And part of this text from the New Testament is showing us how Jesus is the new Moses. The Moses who now himself embodies the light, the guiding light. There's a song called The Light That Has Lighted the World. And it offers these words. I am grateful to anyone that is happy or free for giving me hope while I'm looking to see the light that has lighted the world. The Catholic priest and theologian Henry Nouwen once offered this challenge. To be grateful for good things that happen in our lives is easy. But to be grateful for all of our lives, the good as well as the bad, the moments of joy as well as the moments of sorrow, the successes as well as the failures, the rewards as well as the rejections, that requires hard spiritual work. Still, we are only truly grateful people when we can say thank you to all that has brought us to the present moment. Let us not be afraid to look at everything that has brought us to where we are now and trust that we will soon see in it the guiding hand of a loving God. You see, whether it's in the wilderness with the ancient Israelites looking for light and guidance, or whether it was for those early disciples of Jesus looking for light and guidance in their spiritual growth and development, that sense of need is embedded in every human being. The longing for light. Needing the gift of guidance. And so the text tells us 
a voice came from heaven, Behold, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And that, by the way, is the same phrase that was used when Jesus came up out of the water when John baptized him. Behold, this is my beloved Son, the Son of God, who, with whom I am well pleased. But here's the key. The text has these three words. Listen to him. That means follow him, the guiding light. And the text ends, when the disciples had fallen to the ground afraid, and Jesus touched them and said, get up and don't be afraid. And when they they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. That became their single focus. That became their guiding light. Amidst all the influence and choices you have, decide daily to let Jesus be the guiding light of your entire life. Let us pray. I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you, O God, does in fact please you, and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire, and I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the light of Christ, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always. Though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. In Christ, you are the guiding light. Thanks be to you, O God. Amen.